Tonight on Alpha's Back in Pod Form, James Sheaves. There's plenty of impreg floating around on the internet of uh, questionable um, morality. Katya Zenana. That's not my name, but hello. And me, Byron Hussey. Your protos alone is worth a trip. Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome to Alpha's Back in Podform, episode number 30, sweet 30, big 30, 30 something. It's another TV Woo-hoo. show from the 80s. I am Byron Hussey, the host, and I am joined by James Hughes. Hey, how is it going? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm alright. And I'm also joined by... Dick. Dick. <laughs> uh, Katya Zanina. That's not my name, but hello. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. Very close. Bre- Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I can be. Boron. Bride. Bryden. Bryden. Bl- I, just, I saw myself as like a like a Blaine. Hmm. Plain. If I were born wealthy, I would have been probably like a really good mm-hmm. um, prep school douchebag. <laughs> Blaine. Now that's a that's a guy that would use a lot of hair product. You 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 use a lot of hair product, don't you, James? No, I I rarely, if ever, use hair product. Come on. Come on. And as a result, beautiful. my hair looks very bad. A beautiful cloth. Uh, that's just from combing. I like a uh, fake mustache. Katya, do you yeah, well, do, you do that's... Uh, hair product? I do, sometimes. Interesting. Okay. Despite, so... uh, despite not being blind, I do that. That's yeah. not my right. Illegal. So just cracking my knuckles. So um, it started right. Yeah, so this is the thirtieth um, episode of Alf, and it is called Wedding Bell Blues. Um, wedding. Sh- do I usually talk about the um, the songs? The song first, or the yeah, sometimes like, when the episode aired. I guess I can just throw that in. This episode. Ain't nobody gonna stop you. Aired. October twelfth, nineteen eighty-seven, and it is the fourth episode of the second season. It is mm-hmm. titled after the song "Wedding Bell Blues," which was uh, written and recorded by Laura Nero in nineteen sixty-six, but um, became an, uh, a hit for the band uh, The Fifth Dimension in 1969. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think The Fifth Dimension did the the, the Age of Aquarius. But this is oh. the dawning of the Age of Aquarius thing. Sure. Yeah. Fuck I know that one, is. kind what of. The fu- what the fuck are they talking about? Exactly. Oh, something uh, New Age. Complete, complete nonsense. You know, like Indigo Children, something, something. Mm-hmm. Second Coming, Jesus, probably. I have a um, a plug that I want to put at the front of the show. Mm. Um, the Facebook page group, um, Max Wright Actor USA, mm-hmm. is um, celebrating. Max Wright Day will be on May 19th and mm-hmm. the um, Max Wright actor requests that you change your Facebook profile picture to be the official Max Wright actor Awareness Day profile picture in advance of and during that very special day. So yeah, if you could it's just... gonna be like, like just we Charlie, right? Just we Max. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's and people are gonna leave that up as their profile picture for like mm. a year and a half after. Yeah. Um. So yeah, check it, check it out. Comply with the uh, requirements of the uh, the holiday, and um, it's very important. Um, I think the address for the the Facebook page is at Max Wright Alf, actually. Mm. One word. So, did you guys um, change your profile pics yet? Yeah, no, sure. No, not yet. Changed? I did too. Did you? Yeah, I, 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 um, yeah. How do you? I did. How do you? Do you? Um, how do you? How do you do it? It's just a like a function on Facebook. It's like you, I'll actually walk you right through it right now. So okay, all right. Um, first, go to Max Wright Actor page at Max Wright Actor. No, Ma mm. Max Wright Alf. Um, I lost mm -hmm. it. Shit. And then go to the profile picture. Click on it. Right click the pro profile picture. Save image as. Now, mm -hmm. this is really a personal preference where you save the file. J J JPEG or PNG or I mean, what are we that's, what are we talking here? It is a. I'm not. It's a JPEG, but that's not relevant at all. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, why don't we get into the, uh, the ALF talk here, right? All right. Okay. Um, so this was a pretty bad episode. Like, re not much happened. <laughs> it was really stupid. Bit of a wasted opportunity. The, uh, premise is that ALF basically joins a monastery. And, uh, after having a shameful family secret revealed. Mm-hmm. He discovers he's a bastard. Yeah. Kinda. The other way around, but yeah. Reverse okay, bastard. Did you, did you like this episode? No, I thought someone was going to get married or something in it. Like, yeah. Alf was going to get married. <laughs> what, what would give you that impression? Come on now. Name one <laughs> thing to do with marriage that is, that is related to this episode. Well, uh, the I name can't name a single thing. No, I, 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 I just, I can't, I don't understand. It's, yep. we can, we can get into it uh, if you want, because I, I have the answer. I can explain it. Okay. I dare you. So, we open with, is it a breakfast? Dinner. Dinner. <laughs> the other one. After dinner. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, Willie comes in kind of late. He was working late. Was it ever explained yeah. why Willie was working late? It was probably like a Mexican orphan turned up to the place and he had to do a whole thing. You know how it goes. Was Willie Maybe having an affair? Maybe he's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. With a Mexican orphan. <laughs> and their I mean, phonics. Uh, orphans could be like of legal age too. So let's just put that out yeah. there. Yeah. Sure. Most, actually, most like really old people are orphans. That's right. Like the vast majority. It's very sad. Mm. It's one of the Tragic. one of the additional tragedies over and above being really old and close to death. Also being an orphan. Yes, and the 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 oldest orphan in the world is by definition also the oldest child in the world. Did you know that? Hmm. <laughs> the... What? Well, think about it for a second. Uh, I mean, what, what is the oldest child in the world just whatever like, what is the what is they're the like cutoff orphan, for being a child? They're very old. So it's like you're just using child to be interchangeable with just human. I don't follow. I mean, like, if what you you stop being a child at some point, like legally, All right, linguistically, man. like you're telling age, me the story like, here. Twelve, I think, and then you're like a teenager after that, right? Yeah, sure. But the oldest child in the world, at any given time, is whoever was born um, exactly twelve years, three hundred sixty-four days. And, you know, 
you know. Right, what? like an orphan. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, so Willa comes in. Um, and, and Alf ate his dinner. Yep. And, and Kate um, is working on a costume for Brian. For Bri. Bri. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Bri in this episode. Not a lot of the Bri character, but like a lot of referring to him as Bri and actually B once I think also. Hey. Yeah. Did you know? It gets shorter and shorter and shorter. Until it's gonna be like the beginning of the B, not the full B. But... One day his name will disappear completely. Just the 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 bilabial plosive. Is that what that is? Yeah. Can James? Can you isolate the bilabial plosive? Uh, well, yeah, but it doesn't sound like much. Is it like that? It goes really well with your fish avatar. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> like it's it's talking to me. Um, for the for the audience, James has a, a strange fish avatar on Skype. So. Uh, what what is the uh, meaning behind that fish avatar, by the way? Um, uh, back when I first got Twitter, I had to pick a profile picture, so I went through my phone, and there was a picture of a plastic fish at the Melbourne Museum who was l- just looking a, a bit shocked, surprised. Hmm. So I just I went with him. Yeah, he's cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, we went back there with a proper camera, and and we took a proper photo of the fish. But I'm yet to update my my picture. I would, I would like to see that if I could. Mm-hmm. Just DM it to me, please. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so, um, Kate made dinner and left had some, left some in the oven for Willie, and Alf ate it. And Kate, even though like. You know, like she she offered to go make Willie a sandwich. Like, is it just absolutely required that Kate cook for Willie at this point? Like, couldn't he make his own sandwich? I think we talked well, about this... it previously about her role in the family yeah. and as she cooks. But we don't know how bad or good Willie is at cooking. Uh, could lead to some possible tragedy. If how? She... But she's just making a sandwich. And this, this really a little, can make a like this, 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 this sequence is imbued with sexism. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, it at. is. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to save it somehow, and maybe, maybe there's <laughs> a reason, but I don't think there's any real reason behind it, other than she's a woman. But Im- implicitly, it, it is unquestionably her role to make the food for Willie. Yeah. Um, I'm just actually, trying to. Willie even I'm blames to... Kate for Alf eating his dinner. Yeah, for not guarding, <laughs> for not guarding. The poor beast lacks there. agency, you know. Yeah. He doesn't know she any had, better. She had to sit there and guard his dinner for him. Well, he's um, male, too, so. Yeah. Um, you know, boys will be boys. That's what they say. In the patriarchy. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, Kate is making a Friar Tuck costume for Brian um, there's some mail does Willie bring the mail in no mm, Alf I think has Alf's a already going through it Alf has Willie's checkbook and he wants to make a check out to mm-hmm. the brothers of the peaceful dominion mm. which will pay off hugely later in the episode and of course um deep space nine viewers will know that there is no such thing as a peaceful dominion <laughs> yep only um, good changeling is a dead changeling yeah was um Wayun a part of the dominion yes asshole yeah he was good he was also in the movie um the frighteners uh-huh the only two things he was in. Wayun. Hmm. What's his last name? Wayun. I think he only gets one. Huh. So, um, Willie says that he doesn't want to donate 
to the Brothers of the Peaceful Dominion because there is no God and <laughs> the universe is uh, infinite nothingness and pointlessness. I don't think he said that. He probably thought that. You've got to read between the lines. Come on. Why he just he... Uh, heard the message for his soul. Sent through the decades. Yeah. Unwilling. Well, he knows. I mean, so go ahead. He's a, he's a space enthusiast. He, he could be sharing that, that view. Yeah. Easily. There's a lot of uh, a lot of atheists in that community of space enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> um. So and, uh, Willie just doesn't want to give any money away. He's not a charitable soul. No, and Alf mocks his uh, signature after that. Yeah, so the, this is the first of a couple of sort of homophobic, transphobic kind of jokes. Oh, I was going episode. with misogynist. Misogynist. Yeah, like sexist. Yeah. Sexist. feminine. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I guess it's kind of a, a stew of, <laughs> of isms. Uh, mm -hmm. But is it... So, Alf claims to have mastered uh, forging Willie's signature down to the effeminate loop on his T. And um, this, of course, very much offends Willie. Um, so you guys think this is just just sexism, right? Well, yeah, because then Willie gets upset and goes into the other room and what does Alf say? In one of his moods. Oh yeah. Yeah. And right, like, Willie, like you know, like an emotional woman. Yeah. Willie like also how women says emotion. Willie says that uh, his loops are not uh, effeminate, they're decorative. Decorative, yeah. Mm. Which is like I mean what's the difference, right? Yeah, why equate a, a specific loop to... Why is that even to gender? feminist? Yeah, why is it gendered in the first place? Is it, it, the whole um, uh, handwriting analysis thing is kind of pseudoscience, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like um, phrenology. Oh, no, that's real. <laughs> Do you have one of those, like, phrenology heads? Yeah, my own. Yeah, but you know the ones like you can get with like the spots all over it, and it's like this is this is right. The, sure. Yeah. This is the. This is the thinking zone. This is the crime zone. zone. The crime zone is huge. <laughs> yeah. Non. Oh yeah. Right. And in me also. Well, you're Australian, so. Right. Uh, thus, a lower a lower form. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, but you guys don't think that's um, a potentially also somewhat homophobic joke to, to feminize Willie and to his, oh, don't, sure, don't you think his, I... his response is a little bit of like a homosexual panic kind of over the offensive? <laughs> uh, it is, but only in the way that why kind of uh, men are laughed at and what, what are the standards for straight men? having not to be in any way like a woman. Right. You know. And we see... Uh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I wanted to skip ahead to Lynn actually studying. I think this is either the first or the second time we see her studying in the show. Yeah, she's, uh, she's not much of an academic. <laughs> Spends I mean, most of her time she, talking to boys with like dangerous cool names. names. Lash. She's a sociologist. Yeah, she's studying uh, for sociology class, but yep. she's making like Ethnography. a family tree. Family tree for sociology. Isn't it like that primary school project? Yeah, it seems like know. a very. Uh, she seems a little old for that kind mm. of work. 
Maybe she should be doing some like uh, STEM classes at this point, you know? Ah, uh, right. Yet more sexism. <laughs> it's not uh, sexist to yes, assert that a woman could get into the STEM fields, James. Yes, but but um, uh, you know she's not. Right. Oh, I see. That's only only because she never studied, though. She I thought drawn up trees. I thought James was being sexist. I mean, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. And Lynn uh, finds a picture of Kate wearing makeup when she was fourteen, whereas uh, Lynn was not allowed to do that. She was 16, and uh, Kate tried to uh, find a reason why she was wearing makeup. Do you I remember, don't remember that scene? No. This is... Yeah, she 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 said she had um, chap lips. Oh yeah. And Lynn oh. asks whether she had chap eyelids as well. <laughs> <laughs> Joke. So how do, wait? So where's this picture? Oh, that's from the family tree, right? Yep. So this is this somehow segues into um, Willie carrying some of Alf's stuff from out of his ship. They ask Alf to do a family tree as well because uh, Alf is annoying everyone, and right. and Kate wants him to do something, so mm-hmm. he's not annoying her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a really kind of a lazy, um, nonsensical um, plot device. Yeah, I think it would be actually interesting to learn more about Alf's family. But But then would it? Because whenever we learn details about Melmac, it's just like, oh, it's some stupid mirror version of Earth popular culture. Yeah, it's really boring and ill-conceived. Usually of American culture as well. Right, of course. Yeah. And you, I don't think it's very consistent or, and it's like, basically they'll just like, just make something up for the sake of a, a joke in that moment. And then it'll be like non-canon and contradicted later. It's really bad except writing. For, except for <laughs> there being a planet called Dave in the solar system. That's, that hasn't come up again, I don't think. Well, they mentioned it twice. So I would say that's canon. In two different episodes? Yep. Huh. Seems like I've never seen this show. Deep. (laughs) I think the moment you stop recording, you forget the episode completely. That's true. (laughs) That is true. I find um, Alf to be like dreams. Like a dream. You wake from a dream and and you remember it in vivid detail for about five minutes. And then you literally forget it forever. I think this should be like a trailer for Alf. (laughs) (laughs) So Alf um, starts his family tree. He discovers a photograph of his parents' wedding day. And this is why (gasps) the episode is called Wedding Blues Day. (laughs) Wedding wedding Bell Blues. Wedding Bell Blues. the thing of it. Do you guys want to hear a little bit of the wedding bell blues? Oh boy. Sure. See if I can get it to work. Oh wait, it's an ad. Dad, it's fine. Can you guys hear it? Well, those are good, right? That's uh, It's got James L. Jones, or is it the other guy? No, it's um, the guy who played President Palmer in 24. Right. Do you guys hear this? Well, no. Yes, yes, sure. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm. Great. It's boring. Are you in good hands? <laughs> I just turned it off. Oh. So, Alf discovers, and this is sort of the uh, primary plot point of the entire episode, Elf discovers that the wedding date on the photo of his parents' wedding was 
prior to his birth date. Do either of you and remember freaks the, out. the months he mentions? Oh, it was the twelfth like, uh... of Twangle. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this yeah, is the uh... like Adam Squeak or something. And the second day I didn't write down, so I don't remember. Twenty eighth of something. Yeah, Twangle the twelfth. I only wrote down the first one. Is that the the date of his birth? I forget. Or is it the date of uh, the wedding? Duh, we need to doesn't matter. Tony Topola. Tony, <laughs> help us out. Tony, <laughs> if you're out there, if you're listening, Tony Topola. Good friend of the show. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> did I mention in a prior episode that I tried to friend Tony Topola on Facebook? Did that well, work? No. I did don't think, so. think he accepted. Do you think it, that was the right Tony Topola? Well, I don't know how to put there this. There are several. Gently, right? but like the 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 Tony Topola that I friended looked like he could have potentially written Alf synopses, <laughs> just based on That's... superficial appearance. Okay, so he must have changed his profile picture to Max Wright official uh, Max Wright Day profile. I picture. haven't I haven't checked. Uh, until I mean I haven't checked that um, since it was a thing, but I can I'll check. That would be the smoking gun. The smoking. Oh, gun. maybe we can actually use our connections. Yeah. To Max I mean, Wright's it, page. It would to... really only be falsifying, wouldn't it? Because everyone is big fan of Max Wright, so you can expect that your average person would change their profile picture. But That's if he true. doesn't change it, then you know that he's not. <laughs> I know, I mean, bike. for I, for one, have changed my profile picture. Mm-hmm. Unequivocally. Me too. It was uh, Nathan Ganger, by the way. That's the that's the second month. Oh. Nathan Ganger? Nathan Ganger. Is that, is that the, his birth uh, month, or...? Yeah. So... Okay, 12th of Triangle is the wedding. So... Twangle comes before Nathan Ganger. Presumably. Okay. But they might not have a linear calendar like us. Do they have like one of those circular calendars? Sort of like mm. the language of the aliens in The Arrival? In Arrival. Yeah, yeah. great movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. And so you just, by using the calendar, you um, get zapped back in time. Yeah, it's literally the... Trophalmadorians, basically. Mm-hmm. From Slaughterhouse-Five. I've Kurt. got that on my bookshelf, but I've never read it. Kurt Vonnegut. So thanks Bas- for spoiling it. Basically, that's... I mean, it's not a, like a the ending or something. This is like just part of the book. It's the, basically, those aliens are like the Trophalmadorians. Well, thanks for spoiling that there's no twist ending. There is a twist <laughs> ending. Oh, it has thanks for spoiling that. It has something to do with Dresden. I don't know what, though. I don't remember. It's the, about the bombing. bombing of Dresden. The bombing of Dresden, yeah. Just read it. Okay. Now. All right. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. <laughs> so Alf freaks out knowing that he was uh, born in wedlock. Right. And he he flees to, to the bedroom of Willie and Kate, and uh, just is very upset. Yeah. And we so, have a w- weird shot, actually, that we don't, I don't think we've seen that often on Alf, of like cameramen moving with the actors. Huh. Uh, like they move through the corridor, and uh, the camera moves as well, like they're running to, to their bedroom. To check on Alf. It becomes like a single camera sitcom, like your Arrested Developments or something like that. Mm. <laughs> so can we just uh, talk through this a little bit? So basically, the the implication of this gag, um, which is basically just like a stupid throwaway gag that they decided to base the whole episode around, is that on Melmac, it's a sh- it's shameful to be born. 
in wedlock. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, what what is the implication of that? Like, what what is what does marriage what? represent on on Mel Mac? That it would be shameful it's the, to, the, to be born. The kinship that. system, right? Is is different? But like, how? Like, I I feel like we were owed this explanation and never got it. Mm. Like, is it? Or like, you're not because is, everything on Mel Mac is just backwards Earth popular culture. Even if it's backwards, it's like, what is the implication? Are, are, do you start married and you have to get divorced? Like, what ha- I don't... Uh, maybe, it... maybe you're not supposed to have sex once you're married. Uh, maybe it's that. That would make sense. So if, so if you have a baby after being married, that's right. a broken your vows. So they the must have some kind of family. mating relationship wasn't there an earlier um episode where alf like went into pon far and like tried to breed with brian yeah what was that <laughs> oh yeah all right so. i forgot but i mean like so the implication there would be that he would mate with brian and then he and brian would get married after that and then never right. meet again after they have a child yeah and it is possible mm-hmm. by the way for male humans to birth the, the spawn of male Melmachians. I mean, in my head right. canon, anyway. Like in, like Junior. In my vivid graphic head canon. <laughs> somebody, somebody please draw this. I'm not, come on. It would, I don't think it would be illegal to draw that. Oh, there, there's, pl- there's, there's plenty of mpreg floating around on the internet of uh, questionable um, morality. I know. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we pretty pretty well established that the marriage is a uh, celibate period for Melmachians, and there's some in- initial mating period, which then is... So what if they want to have more than one kid? They have to have as many as they can... Initially, well, perhaps the the um, the marriage ceremony is meant to represent the the commitment to raising the child, right? So, if so you... if it occurs uh, in the absence of a child, then the commitment was non-existent, right? So, sort of like how on earth, if you get married out of wedlock, the traditional view would have been, well, you're not being responsible, right? Right. Because, you, you know, oh, how do you know he's going to stick around? You know, how do you, how do you know that it's going to be a stable household? Well, you know, if, if the marriage on Melmac represents uh, the, the commitment to, you know, um, to, to do the thing properly, have your Melmacian nuclear family, then to do that in advance of the child would be a breach of the expectations of, of, of what you're doing for that child. Yeah. So why don't James? Why don't you rewrite this episode where we sort of delve more into the that type of nuance? Okay, but there'll and be no time for the stupid thing with the monks. Yeah, we can cut the monks out. I didn't know uh, that. Uh, um, by the way, Australians pronounces monk as monk. Monk, monk, monk. the monks. Uh, monk. monk. Uh, there's an O there. I'm not making fun of you. I just think it's interesting. Am I making fun yeah. of you? Yeah. Um, uh, well, you know, you can make fun of Australians. It's all right. Yeah. We deserve it most of the time. Katya. We also learned... Uh, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask you what, say, was, what happened next. Oh, I, I wanted to tell you what happened a little bit before okay. that. Is that yes. we learned a little bit about Alf, Alf's school... Mm-hmm. And, uh, he had a teacher, Miss Landers, who was a vacuum cleaner, and he never realized that till Lynn pointed that out. I don't remember this part. So his teacher was actually a vacuum cleaner. Yep. Huh. Was it a sentient, like robotic vacuum cleaner? Maybe. It's not clear. He he's showing <laughs> Lynn a, a photo of his class, and. Uh, he, she asks, or Kate asks, why they have uh, Hoover in the in the shot. And you guys remember? Said, that it's Miss Landers. What did he say? 
Right. Do you guys remember K-Pax? Yeah, with the... Uh, with K-Space. K-Space, yeah. Yeah, the old, the old Kevin Spacey. Mm -hmm. um, he, he claims to be an alien, but really he's just a, a mentally ill man. Or well, maybe it's, it's a little ambiguous. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. Um, uh, do, do, don't you kind of get that vibe from, oh, the, the, the puppet is showing them a picture of a vacuum cleaner and mm -hmm. telling them it's an interstellar, you know, alien teacher? Well, I have two observations. One is that I want to just say that this is another case in this episode of ALF where a presumably female character is presented as sort of a utilitarian household object, object right? Yeah. So his mm. teacher was just, was merely a vacuum cleaner. Um, the second observation was that when the movie K-Pax came out in the trailer, there was a a scene where Kevin Spacey bites right into a banana without peeling mm. it. And he has a line that says, your produce alone was worth the trip. But he delivered the line in such a way that it made him sound like he was saying, your produce alone is worth the trip. As though produce alone was like his alien word for banana. <laughs> And it was so much like that that actually my brother thought that's what he said. And he found it very irritating. Like, that's really stupid. <laughs> well, that's that's what we call them in Australia. Prototh alone? Didn't you know? No? Yeah, prototh alone. Prototh alone. If you, uh, yeah. I recommend we don't, we don't looking peel up them. the, uh, I recommend looking up the K-Pax trailer on, uh, on All YouTube. Right. You don't have to but I'm in now. the middle of Slaughterhouse Five right now. <laughs> Katya, you can watch the the K Pax trailer while he reads Slaughter Slaughter Five. <laughs> so guys, um, we've already been talking about this episode for a very long time. Yeah, we're about I, halfway through though. He gets but the I, monks uh, but I think ten minutes. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that the the monk part is incredibly dull, and we can yada yeah, yada a little bit. But basically what happens next is that – so Al feels a, a great deal of shame, and for some reason this um, translates to him having to stay in Willie and Kate's bedroom while they sleep on the couch. <laughs> so I guess it's kind yeah. of funny. Right. But then – so they are – they kindly let him do that, and then in the middle of the night he vanishes – and takes all the food from the refrigerator and the cabinets, and mm -hmm. nobody knows where he is. But we know, right? Uh, well, no. At that point, we don't. But we would. We we've had we've been given lots of context clues, right? Like foreshadowing. Him dressed as a monk in like the screenshot of the like the. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole thing about the monks at the beginning. <laughs> so, but it takes the Tanners like five minutes to figure out where he went. Um, and he even left them an audio clue. Yeah, it was a quote from the um, what are the monks called again? Brothers of the Peaceful Dominion. Brothers of Peaceful Dominion. But by the way, the Brothers of the Peaceful Dominion have their own entry on the Alf Wiki. Hmm. Interesting. Is that the only episode they appear in? I would assume that's the only one. Yeah. So um, they figure out that's where Alf went. Willie goes to find him there. And we see Alf. We see Alf there, and he's, like, dressed as a monk. And so, like, I don't think these kinds of monks really exist, like, in modern <laughs> in modern United States. <laughs> like, they have all yeah, these it looks very weird. It's a silent order, uh -huh. and all they do is just carry stuff around and sort grapes, I guess, for making wine later. 
Yeah, I don't think they would have. Like, I just don't think that's a thing. I'm gonna see if there's like a silent order of monks in California. <laughs> Winemakers. Nine terrific California monastery retreats to try in 2017. Oh, here we go. Santa Barbara Benedictine Monastery, California retreat guest house. Yeah, this is not going well. Mm-hmm. Let's just say there aren't. That's solid, solid um, reasoning. So Alf cannot uh, stay silent. He keeps telling jokes, terrible jokes. He doesn't seem to, to even to the monks. understand that um, he's supposed to be silent. He understands, but he just he cannot last more than five seconds. Yeah, it's sort of like um, Meg in season two of The Leftovers when she joins the Guilty Remnant and she decides that she's allowed to talk. That's kind of a spoiler. Right, actually. just like that. It's a spoiler. Sorry, guys. I thought of uh, the donkey in Shrek. He's trying not to... Not to sing. <laughs> I like whistle. What was he doing? I don't remember. But yeah, Willie Willie gets to the monastery and gets Alf out of there, talks him out of being a monk. Yeah, before he can do anything interesting. Yeah. yeah. He says, you're not monk material. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's very so mean of him. Did Alf, though, at any point during this process acknowledge or accept Christ as his savior. Well, he well, didn't I mean, really understand surely. Yeah, the, the doctrine, really, because he thought oh, that... Oh, uh, Momak, we have Jesus too, except he was a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He, uh, he thought that seven deadly sins were the... Like seven uh, dwarves. Uh, yeah, that was good. The list, a little, no, he, first he thought that's the the list of uh, qualities he had to have to be a monk. <laughs> and then, yeah, he was confused about the the seven d dwarves and seven mm -hmm. deadly sins. But to be yeah. fair, did the seven dwarves not allegorically represent the seven deadly sins? Sims. Sims. <laughs> Yeah, who could forget the the deadly sin of of dopiness? <laughs> I and mean, doc. being dopey, dopey, like leads to avarice. Um, yeah, <laughs> is avarice a sin? <laughs> uh, yeah, surely. It's not a good quality, is it? Sleepy, sloth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. See, it's the only other, it's the only dwarf and sin I can think of. <laughs> there is a website called Seven Deadly Sins. Does Sooner. it have anything to do with the, the dwarves? <laughs> with the dwarves, I'm not sure. But and, uh, this it... website is broken, I think. But it says that it's a site dedicated to those Sims that just need to sin. Hmm. Oh, Sims. Sims, yeah. I found a picture of the seven dwarves sort of ogling a very buxom Snow White. Oh, mama. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is a, I think, a very well-trod um, uh, trope. Trope, yeah. The old trope of, of Buxom Snow White. Um, another another very famous case based film, the 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 famous Seven Deadly Sins. Mm. You know the one? Mm mm. With the head in the box? Spoiler alert. Oh yeah. The movie Seven. That's right. The yeah. one, so seven and seven. Seven seven. seven. Um, so seven. Seven. And uh, uh, directed by David Fincher, who, of mm -hmm. course, also attempted to direct 
uh, Alien 3, which was originally also going to be about monks who get visited by an alien. Right. It all comes together now. Mm. It also had um, uh, Rock in it. Um, he play, he play was in a he was a the the big guy. He was in like a sitcom. Charles S. Dutton. Yeah, Charles S. Dutton. Yeah. He yeah, was, he played. Yeah, he was in Alien Three, but he also had a sitcom called Rock, oh. where he played a garbage man. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. It might be on uh, YouTube or something. Maybe check it out. Check out the entire mm-hmm. series right now. He's a solid, solid um, role model, that yeah. Charles S. Dutton. So, uh, Willie collects Alf. They go home. Um, how does how do we um, resolve Alf's inner turmoil? Uh, well, we get a little anecdote from Willie about his mother's wig. Yes. Mother wears a wig. Mm. And it and, turned oh, out... And we also get a little bit of insight into his, um, uh, his Freudian, uh, you know, desire to, to bed his mother. Right. So he thought his mother was so hot. But then mm. it turned out one day that she wore a wig. And that was like boner poison to Willie. So this somehow, this story made Al feel better. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Willie says that uh, his parents wanted, never told him about him being born before their marriage because they wanted to see them as perfect and good right. parents and protect him from this. So what do we think about the message of this episode as like, as it exists as allegory for this, you know, the, the inverse of this, which is the norm as of 1987 in the United States? Like, I, I mean, did anyone much care at that point? I don't, I think maybe they still did that point but this episode was trying to be like you shouldn't it's arbitrary but at the same time it was sort of reinforcing it through alf's attitude of complete self-hatred for being a bastard or in reverse bastard Mm. it's a little confusing Um, it's a little muddy i think yeah uh uh maybe maybe sometimes a cigar is just a cigar there and was a an... desire to have sex with your mother is just a desire to have sex with your mother. There was another... So you um... think this is what the episode was actually about? What? Uh, Willie's desire to have sex with his mother. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, they put it right at the climax. That's how, that's how he ended up with such effeminate loops on his tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. He was just trying to be closer to his mother through mm-hmm. his handwriting. There was another um, transphobic. No, wait, probably the first, I guess. But let's see. Something about guys wearing dresses. Oh, yeah. It's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. About um, monks being when he in robes. The monks. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, I forget who delivered the line. I guess it was Alf. Alf did. Alf, yeah. He's, he's the only one that talks in there. Right. So Alf said something about somebody just being one of those guys who likes wearing dresses. And the canned laughter really got a kick out of that. <laughs> By the way, do you guys ever like stop and just really focus in on the laugh track? I actually did in this episode. There was one bit where I think Willie said something that wasn't really a joke, and then the laughter kind of went for it, but it didn't go all the way for it because, like, it wasn't a joke. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun to sort of zoom in. You can just hear, like, these individual, like, ha, ha. (laughs) Like, no human being would ever have this reaction to the line that was just delivered. I think, actually, there's a 
weird fact about laugh tracks is most of them were recorded like in the like 30s or something and most of the people you hmm. hear in laugh tracks are dead dead which is not very funny if you think of, or maybe it is actually yeah, well it's like kind of like cosmically funny and like a right it's absurd kind of imagine people in like 2070 using like youtuber reactions from now (laughs) for their whatever projects they do (laughs) Mm. that would be strange they probably will i started to think that pewdiepie is still going to be making nazi jokes in 50 years (laughs) so um hmm we done i mean like kind of wraps up the episode alf comes back home you mm-hmm. know um everything's back to normal everyone seems very pleased to see him when you know he has done nothing to you know contribute to like any sort of enrichment for the family in this whole episode he's you know eaten all the food behaved like an asshole run off and and been brought back yeah they have no reason to live with him gone because who else would they blame for 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 the terrible time they have as a family? It's, um, it's like oh, I love Sigourney Weaver's line in Alien Three, where she goes, uh, "You've been a part of my life so long that I don't know anything else anymore." <laughs> who is this is what it is. To the alien. Yeah, well, she was actually talking to a pipe that looked a bit like the alien. <laughs> but you know, the the point stands. Yeah. Initially, and that they Stockholm think, um, syndrome applies to these 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 poor folks as well. Weren't there some early um, trailers where implying heavily that the alien was going to come back to Earth in Alien Three, and they had some like cool futuristic billboards, kind of like Blade Runner and stuff like that. I think you're thinking of Alien Four, the Joss Whedon one. Because they do come back to Earth in that one, but they cut the ending because I think it it wasn't working or something, or maybe they ran out of money. I think it was always, like, the thing to do, but I feel like there were some, like, early Blade Runner-y kind of trailers for Alien 3 like that. But Maybe. Could be wrong. Marbe. Anyway, um... So there's like a final zinger where it's like uh, he's off on the phone. He's talking to someone. He's talking to himself. Oh, I forgot. There was another um, kind of questionable, problematic scene where Alf spies on Mrs. Akmanik getting changed through the window. Right. He comments on her appearance. Was that Mrs. Akmanik? I thought that was Mr. Akmanik. No, I'm pretty sure it was Mrs. Akmanik. Yeah, Raquel. And he was like, "Ugh, ew." And he said a word that I, I didn't quite Yee, catch. That seemed like incongruous. That? Um, Maybe. He was just like, "Ugh." And I've got it. Oh yeah, he said "yee." Yee. And then he walked out of the room. Just he's just disgusted by the. Feminine form. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That didn't ha- that happened way earlier in the episode. So that mm-hmm. was like one of a, one of many sort of problematic moments to to unpack, which we have successfully, very successfully. Um, I think we can we can carve out a niche in this in this zone of um, uh, feminist critiques of 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 Alf. Yeah, this is really, uh, there's a lot of demand mm. in this space. It's like a vacuum. Right. Demand. The last line of the episode is like, Alf is laughing about Willie's mother having a wig. Is, it, he's, is he writing a letter? No, he's talking uh, to a photograph of his parents. That's right. You that's know, the, strange. The Melmachian tradition. Yeah. Is it possible that it's some kind of Melmac technology where 
his parents like consciousness was uploaded into that photograph yeah it's like in blade runner how he zooms into the photograph and it changes perspective yeah it's like a now. harry potter harry potter thing yeah wow talk to portraits wow mm-hmm. we sort of ill-defined like what what, uh, what uh, hogwarts uh, house would out then good think? question good question wampus that's fake it's in a real house no real house wampus real house Real, it, it's real. Can you, you remind me what uh, Wampus presents represents? Oh, um, I really don't remember uh, what the house is. One second. It's you know. Um, named like after his puppet. favorite magical beast, the Wampus. It's considered to represent the body of a witch or wizard. Oh, come on. Is give me the real. Give me the real deal. Yeah, real Wampus. Real Wampus, man. <laughs> it's American. Um, it's in America. It is also said that oh. Wampus favors warriors. So this is in the new canon. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's not Hogwarts. It's the American school. So, presumably, we were putting Alf in one of the American houses because he is an American, right? Yes, yeah. he's an American a- the, from the American country of Melmac. <laughs> well, how about Melmac we put him in? In one of the um, houses that people know, um, okay. I think he would be a Ravenclaw. Hmm. Do you think he's what? He's clever enough, or he studies a lot, or what? Oh, he's a. I guess you have to be like creative. He's pretty creative. I don't know. Raven. I don't know what it, any of that represents. I just picked one. I think he's a. He's a. He's probably Gryffindor. Yeah, you're right. He's Gryffindor. Basically, Gryffindor is the house for the protagonist. <laughs> and he's the That's protagonist of the series. It's like the, um, the Mary Sue house. Mary right, Sue sure. House. What about what about the rest? Let's do this quickly. Okay. Willie is probably... Ravenclaw. Uh, he did, he, uh, Slytherin. Hufflepuff. I would say he didn't get in, but maybe Slytherin. I think Slytherin. He put the hat on, and I'm afraid you'll have to go home. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. I just got a weather update from Alexa. For no reason. Shit. <laughs> Please tell me it's good news. Shut up! Okay. Damn it. The, uh, the, Damn it, Alexa. That got her. Hey, that's sort of like the vacuum cleaner teacher. <laughs> right, she's a robot that you do does what you tell her to do. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit of um, sexism built in with Alexa, too. She's like this subservient... Compliant female. Compliant female. Yeah, just sort of an object in my house that I shout at. Not that I ever actually use her. She just sits there recording me all the time. Mm. But I, I like to be connected, you know. Yeah, it's so important. Lynn is definitely Hufflepuff. No, she's a Slytherin. Look, yeah. folks, I'm pretty sure they're all Hufflepuff. This <laughs> is a house of Hufflepuffs. She likes the bad boys, though. Yeah, so well. did um, uh, uh, Cedric Diggory like the bad boys as well? Did he? Probably. This sounds like some kind of... Uh... Maybe it's just in the fan fiction that I was reading. Yeah. That's what I was going to suggest. Um, so, yeah, Kate. What house would Kate would, would be in? Katya, you can Kate decide. Kate is probably Ravenclaw. Yeah. Brian? Hufflepuff. He's too young. He's too young. When he grows up, he'll be a Hufflepuff. He's about 11, isn't he? I don't know. Maybe. Get you let yeah. All right. This has been good. That was a good diversion. Mm, good stuff. And now we can be done, right? This is over? Yep. Great. Nice. Well, thanks, guys, for joining. Um, and thanks, audience, for tuning in. Don't forget to go to Max Wright Actor on USA on Facebook. Change your profile for Max Wright Actor Day. Um, 
That's May 19th, 2017. It'll be recurring every year from there on out. So if, if you're listening to this in yeah. the future, um, just remember to you know mark your calendar for May 19th. And, yeah, um, a day that doesn't have anything to do uh, with any alien that isn't um, uh, Max Wright. It's Max Wright Actor USA Day. Mm. Yeah. Great. Great. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later. Protus alone has been worth the trip.